it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I I low-key can sing, like, on the lowest of keys. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) Not go ahead, you're trash. They saying happy birthday to my brother. His birthday just passed. When I tell you by the third syllable... I my neck turned all the way around. I was like, "Yo, what are we doing?" They're like it went somewhere that I didn't even, I couldn't even fathom. My mom was like, "Well, we just like to switch it up." I was like, "Switch it that up." Wasn't even, that wasn't even happy birthday. It was like happy birthday. I was like, "All right, so what are Listen, we doing?" There's no time like when people sing happy birthday that you realize the importance of, importance of general music. Like, like there is no time. So, so like, dull, dull. Like, we're bringing it all the way back to fifth grade. So dull. It wasn't even in minor. That's the thing. <laughs> like, it, I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just going to do it in minor. But, like, every single note was a surprise. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> they were talking like, to Ms. Taylor about my lessons? Oh, okay. You know what? Let's just move on. <laughs> so. What's the problem? You, you're the problem. Nah, that impossible. Impossible. Let's not, let's not do this. Let's not do this. Not on today. Let me know. Let me let y'all. Let me know, y'all. Okay, word order. Mm-hmm. Y'all, let me know if y'all want me to drop an album. I feel like it'll be lit, low key. Okay. Well, you know we have a lot of a lot of headachey things to get through today. So I mean, I don't see um, how that's related to my album, but I do agree that we had a lot to get through. So, yo, I just got an e- email from Eastman Alumni Relations. I don't know her. As long as it ain't that broad, Sally May. Okay. You can email me all you want. Go ahead. Oh. What you got? You got news? Uh, well, before news, we have this is a, this. Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> this bonus segment. <laughs> um, oh my goodness, it's it's a it's a cross between news and black excellence. It's a hybrid. It's one in its own. It's we honestly it's, should have like a like a what they doing now. No, it, more specifically, what is Adam doing now? It it changes because, quarterly because. <laughs> Adam refuses. First of all, for for those of y'all who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Adam Sadbury. Um, if you don't know, then now you know. Uh, get with the program. I mean, but how don't you know? You know what? You you don't know what you don't know. But like, okay. I'm. I just. Adam, what a legend! I. <laughs> like, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tell tell I the people s- if you can what what he did. I, I can I even get it out? I mean, like I'm choking because he has his foot on my neck on a constant basis. On a constant, like take your foot off my neck. So, so Adam was one of our one of our early Black Excellences or Black XLI, whatever you want to say. Okay, it's, it's <laughs> not that. <laughs> it's not Black XLI. Literally not. <laughs> okay. So I'm minding my own business. A couple of days ago, scrolling through my Twitter, just minding my I'm, business. I'm shaking just thinking about it. Honestly, I have goosebumps. To, like, like I have goosebumps. <laughs> like I cannot believe how subtle it was. He couldn't even announce it. He just shared. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I, I uh, hate him. I do. <laughs> like, you couldn't even so, like announce it like a normal person. You shared the press. Okay. Right. So I'm looking, I'm minding my own business, going through my Twitter. I see Adam. He retweeted something with the little smiley face and, and the music notes. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
it's the Memphis Symphony Orchestra talking about breaking news. Adam Sadbury is new principal. Flu- I'm just- <laughs> go back. Go back. Go back. The fact that how do you get your first job and you principal food? Principal? You the heck? I can't. First of all, you at the very tippity top of the score. The tip ain't nothing above you on the score. Oh my gosh. Ima- what? And you know, it's like I'm not surprised because I knew this was coming. I mean, I, knew, I definitely knew Adam, it was coming. Adam, Adam has been at the top for for a long time, and he just I'm like, and you ain't I, gonna I tell talking. me, you ain't gonna tell me they ain't staggered that flute concerto. So so he wasn't yet again sweeping the girls at Eastman. You ain't gonna tell me right. that, you right? Ain't gonna tell they, me. They, they conveniently added a flute concerto competition the year after he graduated. I was like, yeah, because what, 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 what would be the the point of sitting through all those auditions just because you know what's going to him? Yeah, and what? it probably would have made him if he was there make him play first. So like, no, nah, they probably made him play last. And, so like, and they would fair. want people to enter, and I feel like everyone else in his studio would be like, whoa, what's the point? You know? Yeah, I'd be like, ain't no way. Because all I know is everybody who plays the flute, unfortunately, if, unless you unless you want to, you know, just play recreationally. If you were hoping to get a job, I'm just I'm just telling you now, you you ought to unscrew your head joint for the very last time. Because Adam, I, he's coming for your job. It doesn't matter where you work. It doesn't matter. What's next, Adam? Like what what is next? Because I know they're trying to lock him down, and they're probably giving him all type of tinkering from 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 the get. He don't right. even got no grace period. Nope. Right. He probably got tenure, seven hundred thousand dollars, a parsonage, you know, right. a condo, in a tree. right? A condo in Florida, a yacht, right? And Bora better, Bora. And you know what? Honestly, I'm just surprised that that you know, even if you don't play the flute, Adam's coming for your job as well. I mean, I'm even I'm shaking in my boots. Honestly. I feel like. I feel like it, he's just so good that they're really just going to create a whole new meaning of orchestra that's just solo flute. Because who else in the orchestra? Because who else in the orchestra is keeping up with Adam? Who else? I just want to name just one. That's it. If I you mean, can give me just one, just, then I'll stop. Every time the Memphis Symphony Orchestra, it's gonna have to be renamed. I mean, they gonna have to change it to from MSO because it's honestly like Adam and them, like <laughs> like from now on. Like, I mean, I don't know how they feel about that, but like you can't deny the fact that that's what it is. You know, I mean, God bless it. I feel bad for no, I feel honored for the people who get to witness Adam. And best believe, I, you know, one of these days, if if he stays here long enough, if he's not poached by you know Berlin or something like that, um, I will be on a plane down to Memphis, uh, to witnesses because I will, we should go to the first concert, the first one. Although he's probably not going to tell us what it is after he hears it. <laughs> But you know what? So sorry for you, Adam, and the rest of the girls. We will be there with poster board in hand because MSO has a, has a website. Let me just hop on mm. over. Did they release their... Um, you know what? Can we get... You know those air horns? Could you imagine if we brought those to... <laughs> I mean, it's on brand. My my grandmother brought one of those to my graduation at Walt Disney Concert Hall. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bullhorns and, and confetti. <gasps> in those little poppers. Oh my god. Let's see. Oh, 2019-2020 concert season. Let's say September 28th. Oh, perfect. We'll be there, Adam. I'll be in I'll be in attendance. And and no, you know what's great about him being like the he- Oh, I can't even say that. You know what's great about him being 
the head flu, like the flu. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that I know you're gonna be on every work, every concert. Deep. <laughs> so we can just have our pick. Which one of these has the biggest flu? Oh, they're doing Shahrazad. Oh, I know. First of all, I I hope they, they I hope they took it into account in their budget that they were gonna have to you know buy scarves and edge control for everybody in the orchestra. I don't feel like they did. But um, you know what? That's probably covered by their health insurance. Yeah, because you know oh. Acts of Adam. Yeah. But good yeah. thing they have health insurance. So I was just you know, I wasn't gonna say that. But. I wasn't gonna say it, but I feel like the Lord put it on my heart. <laughs> God up there like I did not tell you to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you know how they have like you in your homeowner's insurance, it covers like ha- acts of God. Like, you know, they they probably got something on their thing that's acts of Adam. Acts of Adam. Yeah. Like, like when a girl that, just start falling out. Yeah. And and then your 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 eyebrows singeing off and you just uh, Wow. You know what? I wanna try to make the depending on on what time it is, I wanna go try to make this uh Shahrazad. I know the flu be all up in that. I wanna hear. Mm-hmm. Mark our mark your calendar, Adam. They're coming. Classically black on the road. <laughs> For real, classically. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't. What what what's next for you? Like, first I of mean, all, first of all, just for for context for y'all who don't know, Adam is right now. First of all, Adam just graduated. Adam just graduated in twenty eighteen. Just graduated with his undergrad from Eastman. And all then, the while. Go ahead. And then, and, th- and then, no, you could go ahead and tell him what else, what and he's then, doing right now as we speak. And then, he gets the DSO fellowship. Oh. And, like, <laughs> and, and I, I thought it wasn't going to get no better from there. Like, I, I was like, okay, well, at least, like, like, he's doing this. And, like, what else could he possibly be doing? You know? You're already so, you're already so illustrious and successful for your age and for where you are. Like, I'm like... You know he's he's gonna revel in this and he's gonna he's gonna sit in this and DSO is probably gonna beg him to stay and all that. But he's like, actually, uh, you guys can beg all you want, but I'll be going over here. And then you know what? He'll he'll what, as soon as either the girls can't take it anymore in Memphis or, um, he picks his next orchestra, he'll be there, just rising nope. through the ranks, and right. then, um, after he's tired of orchestras at the probably the illustrious age of twenty six. Um, right. after he's played in all of them, um, he'll probably go on a world tour of sorts. Probably, yeah. First flutist in uh in Antarctica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, imagine that's great. Imagine, and you know what? I still have my program from his recital. Girl, you better, and it's in pristine condition because I know I'm gonna have to pawn that or something to stay afloat. Girl, my advice to you, like I will put that, like you know how. You know how like uh you go to like some some string instrument shops and they have a vault downstairs where like they mm-hmm. keep like the real expensive ones like Guarneri's. I'll get something like that, put it in the middle of your mama's house. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because so, so it's like temperature control. The right. um, what's it called Cincinnati Symphony? They got this thing where like if the if the building catches on fire. The the or the orchestra librarians have like either thirty seconds or a minute, probably a minute because that's more realistic. Um, <laughs> to leave, like they have to get out the building, uh, get out the library, and the library has its own exit because mm. like it sucks the air out of the um out of the entire room, mm. so like those scores can be preserved. 
you gonna need something like that that's true and because you know and and let me just go back let's just go back to adam's recital because first of all my mom like my mom came came to you know she'll come to people's recitals as she can but she made it a point to come to adam's recital all the way from los angeles and of course she did the same for yours because i mean y'all are in the same boat so anyway let's let's (laughs) look over that however um what a wise choice because that's the last time adam performed for free I, exactly and only because he had to I bet you Eastman kicking themselves they should have charged at least 50 cents right at the, at the, we been, uh, they could have took the orchestra on tour with that money exactly People, y'all could have built a whole new wing the Adam Sadbury wing they gonna have you to know what? I'm, I'm speaking that because that's probably gonna happen it's gonna happen or he's like, not even gonna have to pay for it Maybe he'll retire from flute at the age. Well, Adam's gonna live forever, so maybe at the age of like 107, he'll retire from snatching y'all edges, and like he'll come back and, and teach at Eastman, and it'll be like the Adam Sadbury studio. Yes, or you know what? You know Eastman's great. He's done a lot for us, and we appreciate it. However, it, it, you know it's time for us to retire that name. Let's just go ahead and do that. The Sadbury School, School of, of Music. Music. I think that's better. You know what Adam might do though? He probably would be one of those um studio teachers that only teach like once every six weeks. Mm. And maybe he could maybe he could do that and like he'll be like adjunct at Eastman, but they'll be playing right. him. He'll probably be like the top paying faculty member at Eastman, which is well deserved. And just so everyone knows, if you're thinking of studying with Adam, I feel like he should just preface every lesson with I'm gonna teach you, but just know that you'll never be as good as me. I mean, I think it's only fair. Because there's never gonna be another Adam. There I never mean, will be. I mean, imagine. Because wow. There's not enough talent in the world to go around. To, for there to be another Adam. That's I mean, I'm excited. And I remember I remember his, his recital so vividly. Because, because I was appalled at the amount of people that were there. He did it in Hatch. And Hatch, see, I looked it up. Hatch seats 222 people. When I tell you, they had to open up the balcony. Because wow. so many people came to his. I was, his recital was packed. It was packed. The entire they know. was full. They had to open up the balcony. They don't open up the balcony for faculty artist series. That happened in Hatch. I wow, mean, Adam. everybody was there. I just, <laughs> Adam, like, he, has no, nice he has no regard. And he's like, yeah, that's a problem I have with him. It's like, there's not enough people like Adam in the classical music world because there are people who are far less popping. I mean, like far. I'm talking about like, way 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 at the way bottom less. well like i'm talking about like way less i'm talking about like if adam's 110 percent, they are 0.307 right mm-hmm. who ha- who are so full of themselves like we need way more adams like you talking to adam about all his his food accomplishments and he act like he went to go buy a sandwich down at the at the local subway like it's not that's not what we're talking about and i mean like yeah like you want to be mm. humble and everything, but Adam, like, let's be real. That's what I told him. I was like, so Adam, we ain't going to give this whole humble thing up because it's getting old. Just admit that you're popping and you have, you have the receipts to back it up. You literally, okay. First of all, I just want to applaud the simple things. Like, you have health insurance before you had to be kicked off your mama's. Before your mama get, put her on yours. My mom sat me down. She's like, Katie, you have until <laughs> August to go to the doctor. I said, ma'am, I'm signing up. Don't worry. like it's real out here you got people you got people bandaging up broken arms you got health insurance god bless and and you know what and 
the thing about this is that this isn't even the end. This is just his first. Oh, his, absolutely. This isn't right. even the end. So we're gonna have to do another one of these, and probably another, and then another, and another. He graduated so, in 2017, right? 2018, right? Adam, I think it was 2017. No, because 2017 was was my freshman year, and he was my he was my RA my sophomore year. Yeah, but remember your freshman year and my first year at grad school both it started in 2016. Yes, and ended in 2017. Right, and then he started the DSO in 2017 because DSO is two years. So no, he stuck. He was, was my RA my sophomore year of high school. I mean, my sophomore year of, of college, which started in 2017 and went to 2018. I know this uh, mic is blocking my appalling. The reason why I try to justify it is because... <laughs> so you didn't, you didn't even finish... you. Okay. You hadn't even finished the damn fellowship at, at DSO before you got a job? Right. No, let me, let me, I'm so confused. He graduated in 2018. In 2018. <laughs> the DSO fellowship was two years. He you didn't even, even finish the damn fellowship? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He didn't even <laughs> finish it. Wow. You know what? I don't even want to hear I, nothing else from him. I don't even know. Wow. Because, okay. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this makes sense. <clears throat> Excuse me, Baze. Baze, like, okay, you do your DSL fellowship for two years. You get a little job. Wow. I just. I, I actually have nothing else to say. I am appalled. Like, you didn't even finish the. You didn't even finish. They didn't finish. That's they got to do auditions because fellowship. of you. Because of you. Because of you. Yeah. Okay. I have. I have nothing else. I have nothing more to I, give. <laughs> nope. I'm so sorry. You know how many people are just like are just praying that they get this fellowship, and you're like, actually, I'm done early. Yeah. You know you, what? You I, y'all I, can have it. I wash my hands clean. Actually. Um. Right. Thank you so much for the offer. I'll go take a paying job. I just. But you know what? The principal flew to the DSO is probably has a whole weight lifted off of her shoulders because she. I mean, imagine, imagine having she Adam was, sitting next to you, bite like oh. Oh, she was probably sweating. Her brow was sweating the whole time because she's like, so when he's done with this, he's coming for my job. I know it. She was probably scraping together her retirement, um, just you know, trying to 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 scrimp and and, and save what she could just to prepare because she knew that he was coming up on the end of his fellowship and and look what he does so humble so kind to spare her and take a job somewhere else for now for now for now (laughs) oh adam i i I honestly have nothing else to say like i i'm I'm still i'm actually speechless i'm speechless okay well adam (laughs) <laughs> I know he's not gonna want to sit through twenty minutes of this. And you better sit through all nineteen minutes of this. <laughs> you will listen to all of it because it's all true. So every single part. If you did want us to talk about it, you should have accomplished it. So yeah, well, make well, it plain. can't help it though. I mean, make just, it plain. It's just if I could just touch the hem of his garment. I mean, if I could just touch the just the corner of his head joint. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just if, just if I could just. Oh my gosh! Besides Adam snatching edges, you got news this week? 
Yeah, I mean, what can really fall off? What can uh-huh. really? Let me just catch my breath. It's just so much going on. I just can't with y'all. Y'all do so much. Um, you actually uh uh sent this to me, but um, we talked about if a tile before, but if a tile Ali Landing um is going to be making her her debut with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. God bless them. On that is- uh oh. July twenty seventh at Ravinia. God that's crazy bless them first of all mama's a smooth 17 you know what i'm saying and yeah mm-hmm. we we know it's if, if a tile it was sickening it's a, if they tile she said her name differently than people been saying it on the video mm. uh, people call her if a tile but i think it's if they tile that's what she said um we if they tile okay um mama mama been sickening we we know first of all the video of her went viral when she was either like a smooth like between the ages of four and like seven, I can't remember exactly playing, um, like the Sansone cello concerto, mm-hmm. and we were like, and then she once thinks the junior division, like we we know, Mama Sickening, but you you still over with the with the Chicago, yeah. <laughs> go off then. And I know she going to where's she going in the fall? She's it's going not, to Colburn. She going to Colburn, girl for what? What 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 they gonna teach you there? You know, she probably just going. It's probably the same, the same thing with Sterling. She probably just going to, you know, get some career advice, like just That's know true. how to manage all her engagements that she's that people are throwing yeah. at her. Probably, yeah. That's true. Yeah, like take take like take some AOP courses or whatever y'all got equivalent over there. And, yeah, um, probably just probably just managing your money and yeah, you know, um, right. making some new friends because she's very like you know she's very personable. Making some new friends. Yeah, she just better have fun. Honestly. Yeah, imagine what else are they teaching you? Because I mean, because what what's the girls really finna teach you? Who how 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 do you look as a teacher? You walk into a lesson and you got a student that's solo with the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. What what are you saying? Yeah, maybe you could. She be like, what? What I could what? Because because over there, Ricardo Moody said right. <laughs> well, I really hope I really hope Moody is um conducting that concert. Mm. Because sometimes it's just other dude. Oh um, yeah, that's the same thing with the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, because Muti been working all year. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be true. in Italy with my family, so I get it. <laughs> you know, actually, to be honest, I don't think Muti's gonna be conducting. But um, but girl, somebody world class. Man, with I should a go world to that class concert. orchestra. But I feel like I'm gonna be in LA. No, you are. That's your. Isn't this your birthday? It's your birthday. Oh, that's why the date. <laughs> look, that's why the date looks familiar. <laughs> You're annoying. It's your birthday, and you won't be there. <laughs> I was like, maybe I can. <laughs> the day looked high key familiar. Anyway, okay. The day looked familiar. You're annoying. <laughs> anyway, but that's ridiculous. Like, mama, go off then. Do your thing. <laughs> um, speaking of mamas going off and doing their thing, there you go. <laughs> a couple of days ago, our own Catherine Brown was featured on Performance this is not a Today. News this is not yes, it is. This is this news. This is news. I wish I was editing this episode. This is new, but you're not. So, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you want me to? T- First of all, it's weird. Like, I, it's weird. When you posted about it, people know it happened. Okay, go ahead, so we can move on. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll make it quick. She was on performance today. I will link the episode so that you can listen to her talk about her illustrious career. Illustrious. And li- yep, and life after Eastman. And you can hear her along with many other world-class musicians like herself um, perform Sanctum or Sanctum. 
Rhapsody. <laughs> Rhapsody for Viola and Piano by Adolphus Hellstork. In Hatch Recital Hall, the same one that Adam sold out. Don't forget that. Um, in Hatch Recital Hall, um, at the Eastman School of Music, I have Recital. My Recital? Yep, yeah, your Recital. And you know what? When I was looking at all the other recordings that were featured on this same episode, I was like, so you're up here next to the Cincinnati Orchestra, Joshua Bell, the Buffalo Philharmonic, the, like, world-class musicians and ensembles and... Catherine is amongst them. Amongst, not in. Yeah, same thing. Amongst, you are amongst them. Girl, I appreciate. While I appreciate it, y'all can finally hear. No, I did not live see my recital, but you. There you go. It's up there for the mm-hmm. world. I will be sure to link it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm out of breath from all these accomplishments from you, Adam and Ifetayo. So, what's the what's the the intermission? Blessings. Huh. Oh, we're moving on. Okay, time for the intermission. <laughs> okay, so everybody know I watch a lot of YouTube, and there's a video that went up a long time ago of uh, white people playing the card game um, Black Card Revolt, <laughs> where where they like ask questions like, um, who doesn't future trust? What no? What is future gonna do if Young Money don't trust you? <laughs> and you gotta end like, you know, yeah, <laughs> for you. it's young metro, yeah, whatever. Yeah, what I say, young money, okay, young, money is, young money is young who? money is the Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne. Nicki Minaj and them. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> Nicki Minaj gets on my nerves. I wish her nothing but the best, but she's terrible. Um, <laughs> and you know, like, she's trying to promote her album now, so like, the shade room posts her like at least three times a day. It's very annoying. She has an album. She has an album no. coming out. She just released Megatron, which I won't be listening to. It's not even that I'm a Cardi B stand because I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like you don't have to listen to one and the and not the other. But I just think mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj is like toxic and she's an enemy of progress. Like she doesn't support other female rappers. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to be the only one people anyway? Um, so you have to be like whatever. It's questions like that or like when you go into the store, what are you not allowed to do? Don't look at nothing. Don't touch nothing. Don't touch nothing. Yep. Yeah. Don't so ask for nothing. Don't ask for nothing. Like, those are the three, right? So, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I was going to ask Delaney. Oh, God. Girl, I don't even have that. I'm going to see if I have to revoke her classical musician card. You probably will. Uh, you don't know that. So, the um, I'm going to ask her eight questions. She has to get six out of the eight for me not to revoke her classical music card. You guys can play along. I also post them on our Instagram story when this episode drops. And just to make it fair, uh, Delaney will be asking me some next week. So here yeah, we go. Because, because when she first said this, I was like, now hold up. This doesn't sound fair to me. <laughs> it's fair. It's not like, because you know how I know it's like fair-ish? Because, okay, mm-hmm. it can't be 100% fair, right? Because it's like, I wrote them. Yes. But <laughs> you'll see when I ask you the questions that I'm, I might also be at risk for mine being revoked. And also, um, some of the questions that I wanted to include, I couldn't because I didn't know the exact answer. So when I Googled it, I was like, okay, well I can't use this. Cause I didn't know. So it's fair ish. You'll see. All right. Don't be nervous. Number one, I've seen Mr. Holland's opus. What? <gasps> I'm sorry. Read that again. I have seen the movie Mr. Holland's Opus. 
I don't know what I've never heard of that. Are you kidding? Mr. Hollis Opus? <laughs> oh God, this is gonna be terrible. I'm not, I'm not gonna miss it. I've literally never ever heard of that. You never heard you is. never heard of the movie Mr. Holland's Opus? No. This is like a thing. I've never ever heard of that. Not only have I heard of it and see I've seen it like several times. Mr. The only classical music related movie I've ever seen is a late quartet. You didn't even see August. You didn't even see August. I've never seen Amadeus. I've never seen. You never seen Amadeus? No. Girl, what? Where would I have watched these movies? First of all, Amadeus was on Netflix for a long time. Secondly, not while I had Netflix. Every orchestra slash general music teacher that wasn't in that day played Amadeus, or if they were a good teacher, they played at the end of the year, not in the middle of the year. Um, Mm -mm, none of mine. I didn't have music in school until high school, so. Which even know. even then, Mr. Holland's Opus would be more appropriate than like Amadeus. You never seen like August Rush? I've never even heard of that. Well, damn, have you seen Drumline? Okay, yes, I've seen Drumline. Okay. That's a black movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Chicago Bear Drumline. The Chicago Bear Drumline came to the camp that I teach at yesterday to play for the kids, which was like hellacious because I forgot my earplugs. Oh god! Um, so I look like a a a dork with my hands over my ears um because i'm like i literally am, am only 25 like i have a long way to go you're not gonna bust my eardrums and we were in a gym oh absolutely not yeah and i forgot my earplugs so i had to look like a uh, loser um well well i can still hear okay wow delaney anyway um okay you just said before we recorded this you were like you know people should shame you for not knowing stuff and now here you go wow delaney wow let me shut up because like now I'm gonna look stupid when you do it. Okay, um, right, I, I'm done. I'm about to dig in. Okay, you are gonna be asking who was the? No, I could tell. Already. <laughs> okay, I've listened to all of Beethoven's symphonies. Mm-mm. I've never heard. Okay, y'all gonna laugh. I've never heard three, um, or four, or six, or eight. Yeah, okay, so for me as well, I haven't heard, which one? Oh, shoot. I know Eroica is an excerpt for a lot of people, but not for us, so I've never heard it. I've heard Eroica because people s- swear by it, meanwhile. Yes, yeah, I've never heard it. That's the only, like, popular one that I've never heard. Actually, I think I've heard all of them. Yeah, I've heard all of them, not ones I like. I think, which one's the Pastoral? The number six? I think so. I remember being disappointed by eight. Yes, I've heard eight. That's the oh, eight was the one that I was like, oh, did I hear eight? I've never heard I, eight. Yeah, I've heard eight. I played two twice. Two is ugh. One is the best yeah. one. Next to nine. Yeah, I've pl- I think the only ones that I've heard <laughs> are the ones that I've played, which is one, two, five, seven, and nine. Which ones have I played? I played one, two, three, four, five. Ooh. Ooh. You never played seven? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, I played all of them. I played all of them. Okay. But like, Guru? that's... But that's only okay. because... Okay, classical okay, music guru. Okay, Beethoven expert. Not even close. However, I remember being... I was in conducting orchestra. So we cycled through stuff like this all the time. That's the only reason why. Like, mm. performed. I've only performed one, two, 
nine. No, I've only performed one, five, seven, and nine. Yeah, you performed. See, okay, you Beethoven goddess. Okay, but two, I played just like recreational. We just like two is terrible. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's hard. Two is hard. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I so. I have to get everyone right after this. <laughs> So God I bless think we it. already know it's getting revoked. <laughs> I told you it was going to get revoked. God bless it. Okay. <clears throat> I have small talk about my instrument slash the maker of my instrument. I have small talk? Yeah, I've, or have had. Yeah. Okay, see, doing well. Because the, no, the maker of my instrument is known for being like kind of weird. Oh, like okay. He's just a weird guy. <laughs> and then also my... my you know my scroll is carved. So that's like a conversation piece. I yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I've noticed that string people I can't say say about everybody else, but string people love to talk about the maker of the instrument. I'm like, girl, I don't know, it's a Chicago maker. I I literally don't care. <clears throat> I've never met him. He yeah, never mind. I probably mind. could, cause he he's based in Baltimore and he just his shop is open. Like I could go, but what I'm, what, hey, I bought a bass that you made. Right. Okay, so did everybody else. <laughs> okay, see, good doing well. <clears throat> that's not well I've gotten one <laughs> out of three <laughs> you have small talk about an important aspect of your instrument i.e. your bow mouthpiece reed um does so like not the instrument itself no like something else like you know how like can it be rosin oh yeah 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 okay then I do that yeah I talk about I didn't even think about rosin but I've talked about rosin Shrimp players love to talk about bows. Who's the maker of your bow? Girl, I don't know. I don't. I know it's trash. They, the maker of my bow don't even make bows no more. Like, okay. It's annoying. Like, y'all, we can talk about other stuff. Okay. Um, Doing well. Okay. God bless. This man. Oh, gosh. Just relax. <laughs> relax. This man was Beethoven's most beloved family member. Oh, my gosh. He I went, don't know. He went through... A lot of legal issues with him and care for him very deeply. I have no idea. His nephew, Carl Van I don't Beethoven. Remember. What the <laughs> girl? Goodbye, Carl Van Beethoven. Who the? F- <laughs> this was a huge thing. A lot of his letters were about Carl. To who? When am I reading Beethoven's letters? In your music history class. My music history class. I had a, actually a really good music history TA who who tried to bring other people. And so we actually didn't really learn much about, like, we learned about, like, the big, big composers a little bit, but he tried to, like, branch it out. That's so, really like, cool. Florence Price was mentioned in mine. Wayne okay. still was mentioned in mine, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, no, I did not read Beethoven's letters. <laughs> but we know, we all know, not okay, we don't all know, but a lot of people know that Beethoven was, like, like low-key, like, miserable and, like, kind of mean. Mm-hmm. Because I if he's losing his hearing, he was, I feel like he was inherently rude anyway. So, because losing your hearing don't make you just start acting up. Right, because um, then people going to start sneaking up on you and slapping you in the back of the head. So. Right. Like, don't know. You probably rude before that. But, yeah, he had a huge fondness for his nephew, Carl. Oh, um, same Beethoven, my nephew. Like, it was, like, a big deal. Like, it was kind of bogus. Like, he didn't think his sister was, like, fit to take care of Carl. So, like, he, like, went through legal battles and, like, got Carl from him. And, like, Carl would, like, go run away to go see his mother. <clears throat> and one time he sent the police to go get Carl. And it was a bunch of mess. 
But he named mm-hmm. one of his children um, Ludwig. <clears throat> and he had children. Okay. Alright, well, it's already revoked, so I guess I have nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost there. When I watch a movie, I pay more attention to the score than the movie. That's not true for me at all. Not at all. I'm for what? When people say, I don't know. I I will say that I can't listen to music and work at the same time because it makes my brain wired. But like, I feel like movie music, especially because I don't like me like scores, like movie scores. I oh don't really? Like to play them? No, I don't like to play them. <clears throat> um, because it's always the same thing for us. It's tremolo on the lowest string or with five f's um for 78 measures and that is painful like and yeah. so i don't like i don't like doing movie scores for that reason but i feel like the mo- that music is really designed to to be you know to ha- take a back seat to what's going on on the screen so like my brain just i guess submits to that <laughs> yeah i don't i don't have a lot of experience like i don't i don't have a lot of experience playing music movie scores but like even though i'm a musician i'll notice stuff like especially like when i don't want to be there like at a scary movie i listen for things where i know like it's time to take my phone out and scroll through instagram like i like i use that as like a as a cue like i know if the if the timbre of the music changes if something changes i know like it's time for me to get instagram out um and like i pay attention like when when the camera panned over like wakanda in black panther and like how triumphant that sound like I know the stuff like that, but I'm definitely watching the movies. It's like period. Okay. The term Gesamtkunstwerk or Duh. or the totality of the work of art was a concept for this composer's compositions after he thought the symphony was played out. I don't know. You do know. Okay, let me help you a little bit. This, this, terrible, this composer was terrible. Like, more terrible was than Wagner. Yes, so the problem I have with Wagner is not only that he was a racist bigot, but the fact that, like, he came along and he was like, you know what's trash? Y'all symphonies. We should just combine everything into one universal work. So every yeah, musical that's experience... The only huh? Mm. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go. I said that's the only reason why I was like, maybe it's Wagner, but Easy. I was like, I don't... You gave up! Because that wasn't based on nothing. That was a guess. A guess. Well, do you guess Wagner after I said he was terrible? No, after you well, said I, like that he was bashing symphonies. Yeah, so like that's a, that's why I put that because I also only gonna keep the first word I said, but I was like, nah, that's too much. But um, one uh, that's one of the reason why I just don't like Wagner. He wanted to combine everything like great singing, great um staging, and great orchestral parts, which I think if I don't if I remember correctly, which is why like his orchestral parts are like low-key like little mini symphonies in their cell like they're very involved they're not just like underpinnings um because he thought that everything should be like he, he thought that opera should be like at the top of the top like cream of the crop you know parallel with his white supremacist view so mm-hmm. last one i attend at least one classical music performance per month per month no <laughs> um per month have I been to a classical music concert this month? June? No. I don't think I have. Um, I don't like going to concerts, which is, I know it's dumb, because I'm, I'm a performer, but I'm just grateful that other people do, so I get paid. But, 
I don't. I just don't like sitting through things. You know what I mean? I like going to concerts, but what I noticed <clears throat> towards the end of like my Eastman career, not even the minute I got to Eastman, um, it's like I was so overwhelmed, especially like the last my last year where I was teaching way too much. And how like the last thing I'm finna do is go to a recital at nine o'clock. I was like, people be like, you can come to my recital, like baby. What time you playing? What time? What time is it at? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I- I'ma see. But definitely once per month, yeah. You know, like um, once per month is a lot. It's not. It's not a lot. When you're at school, you go to one once per month. Oh, I guess it's only twelve a year. Yeah, that's not a lot. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. But just as an audience member, I I can't I can't say that. And if I were somewhere, like, if, maybe if I were at a festival or something, then I would. But, like, mm-mm. I know for a fact this month I haven't gone to one. Actually, I can't say I know for a fact. I don't remember what I was doing, but I don't believe so. Okay, so <clears throat> Delaney got six wrong out of eight. Um, I'm you sorry. Didn't have to say. I didn't have to say it like that. I'm looking at, I made, I, the reason why I said it was not to be petty I did it because, like, I tapped the ones that you got wrong. So, that you got two out of eight. Well done. Um, so literally not well done. I think the ones, the two that I missed, I don't make, I don't make small talk about my, this, an aspect of my instrument. Like, I don't like to talk about my bow. I don't know, girl. I don't like to, but I will when I do. Yeah. I've never engaged in small talk about, like, oh, no, I talked about rosin. Okay. All right. I'll be sure to to whip some, some <laughs> good right. ones up for you next. This week. no, pe- listen. The listeners are my witness. Like you are gonna make them so hard. The Mister Holland's opens one like still blows. I cannot believe you haven't seen that. I don't. I, I've literally never ever heard that those strings of words together. <laughs> together. Like, I don't know what that is. Like that is insane to me, y'all. My post on our Instagram. Let us know. Is you are you getting your uh, classical music card revoked? Uh, let me know. Let me know what you thought about my questions. Um, and we are moving on. What you like? What is this the topic? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So y'all, <sighs> it's about to be a lot. So I'm minding my business. My boss inboxes me an article, and it, the title of the article reads, "It's time to let classical music die." I see the title. I say, you know what? I'm going to have to read this later. Um, and I'm going to get back to you. Uh, my thoughts on it. So then I see beloved Garrett, friend of the show. He posted on his Facebook. And people are in the comments like, rah, rah, rah. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, hey, <laughs> this, this is the same article that my boss sent me. I'm like, bet, this about to be lit. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I can't wait to read this because it's time to let classical music. I'm like, what y'all talking about? What we, what we, because my, I don't know what my, my, my mind went to. I, I think it was kind of like, are we talking about how like y'all hold classical music up as, as high art? Because I hate to break it to you, sis. Classical music is, music is not high art. It's just art. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what, what we talking about? Like, hey, let's go. I sent it to Delaney. I'm like, what we doing? What we doing? Let's go. Ciao. This is where some of y'all, if you agree with this article, you're going to have to skip ahead to the Black Excellence. <laughs> because. 
when I tell you it's not at all what I was expecting, I said Delaney. Me for real. This is the most daft thing <laughs> that I have read in a long time. But what were your initial impressions? I, I texted it to you, and I, you probably saw Garrett post it as well. Yeah, I think that's the first time I saw it. Um, and I was just like, what is, what's going on with it? Like, I don't know. When I saw it, I was just like, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Um, and I didn't really know what, I wasn't sure, like, what perspective I was supposed to expect. I, I didn't immediately make the connection between, like, musicians of color yeah. and the article um i didn't know what to expect but um and you know it's important to note that throughout most of it i didn't know what 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 to expect even while reading it um even you know within the first couple paragraphs i was like so where is this going where the hell are we going (sighs) i should have buckled up (laughs) girl i remember i think i was texting you play by play i was like I was like, this is a mistake. Like, I'm so lost. Wow. And I should have, um, it, it, it took me a long time to, to read it. You know that. Cause you, we kept talking about it and you, and I was like, I haven't finished it yet. I haven't finished it yet. I haven't finished it yet. Because every time, like when I read the first, maybe four paragraphs and was like, yeah, I'm gonna put this down. <laughs> Cause I just got off of work and I would like to be happy right now. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, like this is what happens like when I when when I lose interest in something I start skimming so mm. I read like the maybe the first I might I didn't even give him that much time to be honest I think I gave him like two paragraphs and then I started skimming and then I texted you stuff that just jumped out at me so in preparation for this episode I had to go back and read word for word and like what a regret I wish I just read it word for word the first time mm-hmm. um normally when we talk about articles I think the last time we did we brought an article up i can't remember what episode we like to you know we don't want to sound biased like we don't want to sound like because you could already hear from our tone that like we think the article's trash however we want to start like what we agree with or whatever honestly y'all it, it ain't much it's not if any yeah, i was just about to say very little if any um, um one th- what i will say is that i can't i can't in good conscience say that I agree with anything because there are certain things where I read them and I was like okay I see your point and I would agree with you if you had said this differently I think that um a lot the way I'm a real stickler about this but the way that you say things and the way that you portray your ideas is just as important if not more than what your ideas actually are yeah you cannot say something to me in a way that i don't agree with even if i agree with what you're saying you cannot phrase it in a way or or uh put things around it you know ideas in front and back of it and tack things onto it that that i don't agree with and i'll still be in support of you it's like the oh my gosh just I, I, I can't do it so even even though there are parts and we'll and we'll go through it and I'll identify those parts where I'm like I would agree with you if you hadn't said this or if you had said it this way instead you right. know what I mean yeah, yeah there I there are maybe one or two parts in the article that have that but they I have to put the qualifier there because it's not I can't just say that in good conscience like yeah I agree with you I can't put a blanket statement on it because I find it ridiculous. I find it ridiculous. So, 
Yeah, I mean, before we jump in, I mean, the main the the premise of the article is that people of color are being oppressed by classical music, basically, and we should um we should leave classical music. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I I stuttered for a second because just the way he wraps up the article is you like would, you you wouldn't know you it. Would, you wouldn't know it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like basically classical music is oppressive. It's racist. People of color, wake up. It's time to leave. That's basically the pre- the premise of the article. And like we've seen we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Marcus Garvey is a Jamaican national hero. I know how you feel. And listen, I'm Jamaica. I'm Jama- I'm Jamaica. Yes, I'm the whole, <laughs> I'm the whole island. I'm Jamaican. Bless up my people. I'm love my people. But I keep my thoughts about Marcus Garvey to myself amongst my, mm-hmm. my family members, especially my two uncles. They think Marcus Garvey is the best thing in the world. Like, like Marcus Garvey was the best thing that's ever happened to Jamaica. I, I, if I'm not lying, I'm pretty sure my uncle that lives in New Jersey has a picture of Marcus Garvey up on his wall. Like, Huge they one. roll heavy. The problem with Marcus Garvey is he wanted this grand exodus of all the black people from America to go back to Africa. Like, that he thought that was the best thing. Number one, you've never been to Africa. Number two, you want you bought one ship, barely. Didn't even buy the ship. Like, didn't even own the ship, which is why he ended up going to jail. Didn't they didn't even own the ship that he was going to put all these black people on to send them back to Africa. Three, he was working in cahoots with the KKK. He's like, hey, cool. Y'all hate us. We don't like it here. Let's leave. There was no solution that was, that was like, that would work well to, to bring all black people back to Africa. And then if you're going to do that, sir, you're going to go round up all the black people in England, go round up all the black people in Canada, and your beloved Jamaica, you got to go round them up too. It's like you got to round up everybody. Brazil, mm-hmm. like we think about slavery, we think about like, we think about America, which yes, absolutely. But Brazil has a huge Afro-Brazilian uh, population. Huge. Like, like they have like, like they, I think they have the like one of the biggest uh, populations of black people. Like th- their country is one of the biggest, like be- besides countries in Africa. In Brazil. Yeah. And you know what? I had no idea until like a couple of years ago, like how massive, because every Brazilian I've met, like Loki looks the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they look, I don't know. They look Hispanic. Look, I don't know. It's not that they don't speak Spanish. Well, I don't look, know. look, yeah. Look Latinx. Yeah. They look, yeah. Like they look Latinx. I don't know. Um, oh yeah. It's, you're not supposed to use Hispanic anymore, right? Well, not necessarily, but people from Brazil are, are not Hispanic. Hispanic. I don't know They're if Latin. you're not supposed to. Yeah, because I watched the I watched a video of like do all Latino people speak the like think the same or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch it. I've seen it. I'm th- my heart is heavy these days, so it was it wasn't bad. Um, but um, whatever. It's like you think about America. It's like you run up people in Brazil too. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like that doesn't. Marcus Garvey's literally. Jamaicans have a word they say poppy show like he's literally a fool like that's literally what it is and I, while reading this article that's what I thought about like you want this grand exodus from classical music it's not possible you sound dumb but and, um huh 
Go ahead. It, we'll, we'll go. We'll go in order, but he says that he wants that, and and other things in the article indicate, not even indicate, blatantly say otherwise. Girl. So, so let's just start at the beginning. Let's let's. Um, start I, I guess. Yeah. Um, the most I think striking one of the most striking things about this article is the constant, well, near constant use of this analogy of an abusive relationship. Why? Which I took issue with immediately. Immediately. I just, I, because from reading the article top to bottom, it did nothing for your point. Not at all. all. Not at all. First of all, I don't, I personally don't think that, um, I don't think that black people are in an abusive relationship with, with classical music. And I get that you're trying to make like a huge point. You're trying to make a drastic point. But yes. this was tactless. There are, it was tactless. There are real people, men and women, living every day not knowing if they're going to see tomorrow. Like in real abusive relationships. Like like scared for Ugh. their lives. Like getting beat every day. Emotional abuse every day. Like living in fear and you're gonna come you're going to compare this to a field that we choose to be in have you lost your mind exactly and, and it's not even like and especially not even a, a a field that we chose to be in but not not just that but that we have fought to be in to be included. exactly are you kidding? You know how lucky those of us who are in classical music right now. I'm not saying that like, oh, thank you know, thank God to the white people for bringing us into what. But I'm talking about just having the opportunity to be where we are right now because that is not a given for a lot of black and brown kids. Exactly to have access to this, and we do, and we're here, and a lot of us are doing you know th- the work of the people, which is why some of this I honestly was personally offended about because yeah. we are really, really trying to bring class black classical musicians together through classically black, and for you to have the audacity to say something like that, like I was personally offended. I was personally offended for real, like I just. Literally. And I, I made a point about that. It's like when you say stuff like, well, we'll, we'll get there. Actually, let's, we should just keep going. But like this idea, um, this idea that like it's akin to an abusive. I'm like, you kidding? That is ridiculous. It's, That's it's ridiculous. past. And it's ridiculous. highly offensive. It's it, highly it's offensive. It's so offensive. And, you, and it's like, like, this is the way you start. There's a million other, um, what's it called? Similes that you could have, you could have personifications, whatever that you could have used to express like how you believe black people are being oppressed and why you think they should leave from classical music than to do it to an abusive relationship and then t- and call it Stockholm syndrome, like loving your abuser. Are you kidding? Okay. Are you ki- like, exactly. And I, and you know, thank God I've never been in a position um, that I've been in an abusive relationship, but I couldn't imagine somebody who has reading this. I couldn't to imagine. You, you, you're in an abusive relationship because you got to learn the Mozart piano concerto. Because you want to learn the Mozart piano concerto, you sound okay. I just and, actually I'm and, and, mad, so we should yeah. Sure. And he and 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 you know a couple of paragraphs after he abandons that, he's like, I'd like to return to the analogy. I was yeah. like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I literally said like out loud, like I was like, like I'd like to return. I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> why? I was like, why? You as I was reading it, <laughs> <laughs> out loud in my room, I'm like, why? <laughs> why and like and like you said i know you're trying to be drastic you're trying to make a point but it was it didn't land and it didn't help you 
it hurts you more than it helps it hurts you, which you. Is exactly what what i mean when i say you have to think about the way that you say things because even if i agree with something because you did that i can't get behind it you okay let's just whoo chile um let's move on to the subtitle classical music is inherently racist okay so this is a conversation that i've had before um i remember i was speaking with with someone and they said like whatever like this uh, I was in a, taking a class. She knows who she is. I was taking a class with someone, and she was like, "This class is racist." And I was like, "You know, I didn't catch it right away." I'm like, "How so?" And she was like, "Well, like, what is held to being what? What is being treated as important is whiteness." And it's like, "Okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I think how classical music is handled and distributed can be racist, but I don't think classical music is inherently racist. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, I just don't think it is." Yeah, I think that I I agree that a lot of um like the ways that it's handled is racist. As in, you go to school, the composers that you learn about, the composers that you study, the access to classical music. There is so there's so much of that that is intertwined in race. It's to me, it's like th- this. So much is going around in the world. Like I think we when we think about like when we think about like how we learn history like how we have learned history it's like okay all this stuff was happening in europe and 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 then that was it and then like columbus came over and found america and then well, i'm not even gonna get into that and then right not today satan and then whatever america started it's like history was happening in tandem like just because Mozart, like the white people, were the ones who were writing the music, like this is this was their this is what they were doing, like they, um, they were they were the ones writing the symphonies, they were the ones doing all that stuff, and then there were musicians in Africa doing their thing, there were musicians in in Asia doing their thing, there were musicians in, in Scandinavia, Newfoundland, all those places doing their stuff, like there were musicians in South South America doing their thing, there was musicians all over creating music, like they were the ones the white people were the ones writing the music like that's just that's just how it was like but what i will say is um and this is something that garrett brings up a lot on on his show is that it also has to do with what we view as classical music yeah there are there's classical music can be such a broad term where it's like what they were doing in those other countries it can still be under the same umbrella of, of classical music that is true and and you can and you broaden you know you can broaden your definition of it because a lot of those you know those cultural um music genres that that people were doing um at the time have deeply influenced some classical music exactly because these composers true. were traveling to other countries and writing about you know mm-hmm. uh and writing about the experiences and the people that they that they met so a lot of it has has influenced classical music not only just from white composers but from composers of color and that's something that i feel like he completely ignores and it's really a slap in the face because i'm like do you know that composers of color exist are you kidding i I don't think it's just like so i feel like a a reoccurring theme is that like his stuff was just not it was not researched it was not well informed he was just writing about like how how he felt yeah and i just feel like the fact that that you're that you're basically ignoring the fact that these composers of color existed 
um and they were writing around the same time that these people like you're you're he's misidentifying what the racist aspect of classical music is yeah he's misidentifying it what's what's racist and what 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 is rooted in 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 prejudice is the fact that kids don't even know that chevalier de saint George was writing alongside mozart kids don't even exactly. know that and, and the fact that he was excluded, that's racist. Classical exactly. music is not racist. Classical that's music racist. Is not racist. And also, not only was he writing, besides Mozart, Mozart was intimidated by him. So, it's like, black people have always been here. Always. And you're saying, well, it's all whiteness. And da, da, da. I'm like, talk to, the, talk to the people who program your local symphony, why exactly. classical music is so white. Because, you, unfortunately, you have to seek these things out. Because because of the way that things are programmed and the way that classical music is presented, it is presented, you know, as something that is white. And you have to, and that's why you have to seek these things out. That is wrong. You know, you should not have to do that. But that's the reality of it. And that's something that you should have done before you wrote this. And the thing is, like, we, I mean, one of the, one of the, most amazing thing about black people is that like we have this tenacious spirit because the the reality is and i mean like some people might disagree with me but we live in a white world that's just the reality and black people have always fought for a spot always fought to be recognized always fought to be heard and it's like when you when you say like you didn't even have like the courtesy to like research and be like are there composers of color i'm not aware of that we're also writing that i'm not that we're trying to make a spot for themselves, that we're trying to write, that I'm not acknowledging before I say that, like, look how white classical music is. Like, I, I feel like it's such a step, it's a step backwards. This entire article is a step backwards because it's like black people have been here, black people have been tenacious, black people are making a spot. And you're saying, like, oh, there should be this grand exodus from, from classical music. Should there also be um, an exodus from higher education? Because higher education was curated and made for white people and black people who were excluded were like you know what we should have our own colleges and universities should we shut those down because education is white that doesn't make sense it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. it's it's to me is because it's also the same thing y'all not teaching black history in, in regular curriculum you have to seek those things out yeah there are at every single thing there are aspects of it that um you know our culture has been suppressed or the contributions that our people have made have been suppressed from what is mainly taught in 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 pretty much any field any field so you can't just grant exodus from everything right it's like we we leave at everything i just feel like he's calling for the wrong things you're calling for the wrong things you're not calling for people to change their curriculum you're not calling for people to change what they program for them and look at themselves and look at their programs and where they work and change something that's not what you're calling for you're calling for everybody to leave and then you're also actually not even calling for that because the end of your article you know what we almost we we let's (laughs) okay so he says one one point he made um well what's the point i don't know um one collection of words he typed. Yeah, there we go. Thank you for for doing that for me. I I appreciate it. Um. One thing he said was, uh, classical music. Um, going along with what we said, classical music supports the white agenda, and I'm like, 
that is I feel like that is like a that is that's like what you're saying. It's like classical music supports the white agenda be can be seen that it supports the white agenda because for so long white people have controlled it. But if you call up, if you do your part and you be like, you know, he's Lebanese and you say, you know what, like there are Lebanese composers, like why aren't y'all why aren't y'all programming Lebanese composers? Like that will help make it feel less like it supports the white agenda. But you call it like a classical music is a pillar of white agenda, like of the white agenda, like what a what a like a uninformed reach. Like what a reach. One of the things uh, another thing of many um of many that really stuck out to me um and i'm gonna read a quote it says writing for an audience of rich white people has no longer is no longer a priority of mine instead why was that a priority <laughs> sorry keep going sorry i interrupted it was never a priority of See, mine yeah. either um, see right it's, uh, maybe he just needs to go to therapy he should have gone to therapy first why are people so against it go to therapy first and get all of this like pleasing that you need to do out of you and then see if you really need to write this article right. he said instead I want to create music for my community instead of contributing to white culture and helping them erase my own narrative I want to use my ability to create art to keep my culture alive the issue okay so using your ability to create art to keep your culture alive that sounds great that sounds awesome the fact that you are implying and maybe and you it could very well be true that he didn't mean it this way but guess what you wrote it and you published it you hopefully proofread it um and you still and you still released ain't it ain't no way okay. ain't no way he proofread it <laughs> um and we both know that um there are so many black composers that I can name off the top of my head that were not contributing to white culture by writing symphonies. Are you kidding? They were using they were using melodies from Negro spirituals, from uh, genres of music that were invented by black people in their symphonies. They were putting the two together, and this is something that I said when we were on um we when we were on Triloquy was that one of the things that I like about classical music and and being black is merging two parts of myself that would normally not be seen as as things that go together but they are and they can be and the fact that you are implying that that us being involved in classical music is contributing to white culture are you kidding me william grant still basically only used negro spiritual spirituals like that basically like drove a lot of the work that he put out exactly and uninformed using your ability to create art to keep your culture alive is exactly what so many composers that were composing at the same exact time as these composers that we know today and who are in our regular canon that they were composing at the same exact time and that's exactly what they were doing and what does that not matter and, to you and not for nothing i know we're talking about like classical music whatever dominated by whiteness um but uh sibelius one of our faves his stuff was influenced by finland and like the the um the starkness of how it could be like how cold it could be like people use the art around them to the world around them rather to inform the music they write so like just because you thinking that you should write a little string quartet ditty in the style of beethoven that's on you ain't nobody tell you to do that and now you blaming everybody else for liking classical music blaming people of color for liking classical music make it make and sense contributing to th- that's the reason why you go to say your recital for example and you program a black composer because you are trying to you're using your ability to create art to you know to keep your culture alive and to keep black composers at the forefront of what you're doing this is why we have things like classically black podcasts is because we are 
we are using the 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 field that we've been in and spent you know a lot of our lives in it and a lot of our lives we've built around being in this field and we're using that to create something that that serves people that look like us and people who have the same experience as us you are not the this is not a revolutionary idea exactly and you made it such a small part of a terrible article of a terrible article and one of the main things this is like writing one-on-one he says stuff and like has nothing to back it up there's no form of research he'll he'll just say things and like leave it there and not expound upon yeah. it and it's just like this it's just it's honestly it's also terrible writing i just feel like um, for, yeah Go ahead. Yeah, I, Go ahead. there's a lot of things that he harps on that you should have left alone and a lot of things that you might have been able to get to a good point with if you had explained them more like see he says something um while most composers of color are responding to a calling that calling rem- remember like we shouldn't be this is like towards the end like we shouldn't be composing i thought we i thought we were leaving mm-hmm. but anyway sorry <laughs> um while most composers of color are responding to a calling, that calling is to create artwork in our own voices, not to behold ourselves to the social construct of Western classical music. What the hell is the social construct of, of Western classical music? Like, explain that. You can't just say something like that and like not explain what the social construct. And he'll and like at the beginning of the article, he mentions like his other poorly written articles, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go back. Let's be real. I'm not gonna go back and listen to and read that. Like explain what you what you believe your ill informed idea of what a social contract of Western classical music is. Oh my goodness! I just I I, I find that kind of, I find it disrespectful to people that have that have really been um, fighting to make a name and 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 make a space for people of color in the field. I find it disrespectful that you come in here and act as if it's a revolutionary idea, which it's not. And second of all, you're not encouraging people to do it in a way that is going to enact change. You're not there. It'd be different if you if you said, OK, we, we have to use our ability to create art, to keep our culture alive. And this is how we do it. And you should do that. And, you know, and you laid out some ways to actually do that. That is an article that that would have been worth reading. But instead, yeah. you spend seventeen paragraphs equating this to getting to getting your jaw rocked by your boyfriend every day, which is disrespectful it's to people so that, that to people that go through that. And instead, you harp on that rather than harping on something that would have actually been informative to people in our field. Make it make sense. And not only does he discuss the music, right? Like this is white music, blase, blase. You're pushing the white agenda. He makes a he makes an, a nod at the people who control the money. We know that in a lot of time, a lot of points, like the higher ups are white elites who are controlling the money. So he says, "Tell me when you start." You depend. This. We depended on white elites to fund diversity initiatives. So the work that uh, uh, that uh, Aaron Dworkin is doing means nothing to nothing. You. Obviously not, because he's not black or Latinx. You don't care about other people of color, do you? Okay, well then, write an article about why Lebanese people should leave, why Lebanese people should leave classical music world. Aaron Dworkin has given little black girls and little black boys so much money, such a head start in this classical music career. Like, it's insane. You know Melissa White? She was a violinist on Us. That was her. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? And that goes to her work, that all the work that she's been doing, all the touring that she's been doing, her work with the Harlem String Quartet, and guess who the original people in uh, the Harlem String Quartet, all people who were, who were in, Fink, in Sphinx. Aaron Dorkin, Aaron Dorkin means nothing to you. Uninformed. Not, it's not true. There's so many black people at the top trying to make this be more inclusive, mm-hmm. trying to get more black, trying to get more black people ahead. So, someone from, um, I had someone share information with me about the Atlanta Music Project the other day and about all the work that they're doing. Yeah. Trying to not, not only get instruments in the hands of, of little black girls, little black boys, not only that, but making them play at a high artistic level. Yes, and you ha- and you have people in in institutions everywhere just trying to pull people up. Like you know, I started working at the LA Phil this summer. Every time they mention something, I'm like, oh, I know somebody for that. Oh, I know somebody that might be good for that. Maybe you should email this person. I'll do an email introduction. Like I I came in there. I was like, I'm trying to get everybody black a job. Everybody a like, job. There are people in these rooms. I mean, like we can have a greater discussion about how there needs to be more black people in this room. I bet you BSO will be open right now. There needs to be Ooh. more black. I mean, there needs to be more black people in these rooms. But don't discredit the work that black people are doing. It takes a long time. It's a, people like it takes a long time for black people to get places because of the way this world is set up with anti-blackness and the way this country is set up. Y'all acting don't act like Martin Luther King Jr. was so 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 long ago. That Brown versus Board of Education was so long ago. That was 1960. Huh. Don't act like we so far removed. Just a little bit over 100 years from slavery. Don't act like that. It's like we have a lot of work to do. And there are people doing the work. And when you write an article like this, you're discrediting the work. You know how many black people George Taylor has brought oh into the Eastman School, exactly. School of Music? It's supported like on I, their way through. And support on their way through. When I tell you that man, like I went onto his website, and I I, when, I went onto his website, and when you when you open his his webpage, it's a recording of him playing. And I was like, I gotta play like that. And the amount of black boys that he is, black boys and black girls that he's brought through his studio, and it's like, to this day, Eastman was founded in nineteen twenty one. I was gonna say nineteen twenty two because you know that's my year. Mm-hmm. In nineteen twenty one. Um, and to this day, Mrs. Taylor is the only person of color on faculty at the Eastman School of Music. This takes time. It takes time. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, no, nah, it's time for us to leave. Are you kidding? You've lost your damn mind. I just can't. And, and to what you were saying about, um, about how he was talking about how white people control the money and, and they're in these positions of power. One thing that I really didn't agree with when he said um there there's a subtitle in the article that says it's time to let classical music die which i know that's the you know but it's a little bit further down yeah um and basically he's saying that he actually not even basically literally a quote saying western classical music depends on people of color to uphold its facade as a modern progressive institution that it can be so that it can be um or remain powerful i don't think that's true at all because first of all who who views classical music as a modern progressive institution exactly (laughs) to say that that they're depending on people of color first of all if they are then that's the reason why so many of them are failing right now that's the reason why the bso is getting their health insurance cut and their salary cut and their their uh long-time disability benefits cut 
because y'all refuse y'all actually refuse to include people of color exactly and so many and, and so to say that we're the we're not the reason why they're afloat we're actually the reason why they're not because they don't include exactly. us exactly and instead of calling so again, on them to do so you're doing the you're doing something that's it's not going to benefit anybody and this is where it's been the perfect time like if he really just took a little bit of time even like a, a smooth hour to use your good sis google you would have seen that like maybe your argument about like instead of classical music on its own being inherently inherently racist maybe you should talk about what the people at the top are doing what some of the people at the top are doing that would have been a, a better argument it wouldn't have been like perfect to me but it would have been like it would have been a lot better than you saying like like when when people start including black people in classical music like you it would um, it will just turn around for the better. I, I I guarantee it. Like when you, um, Jessica McDuncan's shared a video of, and this is like not exactly classical music, but we're using classical music instruments. Shared a video of um, of a little girl with her little violin trying to play along to Homecoming because the violins are up on stage. It's like while Beyonce's not classical music this idea of including instruments like black people want to be in things um Lizzo using a flute on stage like how many black girls are gonna sign up for are gonna sign up for um flute in the fall you know it's like if you start I mean and Adam can teach them and then your whole flute section will be black um it's like you don't include black people in classical music so we figure out ways and we try to find our way and then but you're gonna say like we're the reason why they're saying a flow far farthest from the truth is Seriously. because the only time you want to program the only time you want to program prices is in february and that doesn't even make i just don't think it makes any sense to say that they're upholding the facade as a modern progressive institution if you ask there are so many people on the street that wouldn't even know what an oboe was if you you know if it was sitting in front of their face so it's it's okay. not modern. It, people, the average person probably thinks that classical music is archaic. And, and you know what? I wouldn't blame them. The girl is still performing Hildegard <laughs> from fourteen hundred. You kidding? <laughs> and also, there are elements of classical music that are archaic. Like you, you have to sit through an entire an entire mass for an hour and a half you can't comment on it you can't scroll through your phone because the the white couple next to you gonna be looking at you like you kidding Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's like you like be real classical music like i I love it down i i love it down but it's like you ain't ain't nothing that modern about classical music at this point except for these new composers and y'all playing harry uh harry potter at 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 the uh at grant park like you have to be real you have to be real fortunately so maybe we should move on to the end um where yeah, I, i'm actually ready to <laughs> i don't want to talk about this no more oh he sucks when? i'm sure he says mm, i was gonna go back and take that back but actually do with it with that what you please um this is this is an example of something that i you know i would have agreed with when he says my fellow musicians of color we need each other while i um well i wish to break well i don't agree with this part but he says while i wish to break away completely from this system that i have poured my soul into only to be diagnosed with ptsd in return i admit that we can never fully break away from classical music as long as capitalism exists now listen here um 
make appliances. Make right, because you had you had me at the fellow musicians of color. We we need each other, and that is something that's a, a prime example of something that you could have you could have flushed out. You could have um you could have recognized the institutions that are um that are trying to bring classical musicians together to have classical classical musicians play with each other. You have the Gateways Music Festival. You could have mentioned um organizations like the Sphinx organization or the the diverse concert artists which you know has black musicians as well as latinx musicians um you know the inner city youth orchestra of los angeles all the elsa cinema inspired programs um and you know that's a whole other thing and not to say that none of those programs have things that cannot be improved but for you for you to to take an idea that could have been fleshed out that has so many different things under the umbrella of it, of have bringing people of color who play classical music together. That can mean so many different things. And instead of going into all the different things or even one of the different things that that could mean, you use that as a as a pass off sentence to go on to something else that don't make no sense. How you they sound? Don't make no sense. How you sound? So so he he poses a question um what does a post-classical community look like well newsflash he doesn't know either um he doesn't know that's the main thing it's like you make all this noise you make all this like hullabaloo and then you don't even have a solution damn at least marcus garvey had a solution you don't even have a solution and I'm gonna get to this because this this is what made me really giggle his website. But go ahead, <laughs> what you gonna say? Um, yeah, this is what this is what tickled me to my core. Um, I mean, this comedy. Maybe it was a comical article. Oh, I get it. Right, yeah. it's a satire. He said, "Not much action oh. needs to change upon realization. I'm still accepting commissions, and I'm still looking for future learning with other composers, and even applying to grad school." What? I thought we was gone. Yeah, I thought we were leaving. I thought we were leaving. You don't get. What are you talking about? So, I mean, so basically, what you just said is, despite all I just said, I'm doing the exact same things I've been doing this whole time. What? And guess what they're going to be playing at, at, in grad school, sis? Yo, good sis Mahler. So what, you will never, unless you go somewhere else, which I don't know, or you get a degree that's not in music, like, that's what you finna be studying there. I don't understand. So, you, you, This is literally what people have been doing, applying to graduate school, f- looking for future learning with other composers and accepting commissions is the same exact thing you was doing before you wrote this. What are you doing differently? How dare you call everyone else out and, and y'all need to leave or we all need to get up and go we gotta make a change and then you continue to do the same exact thing you was doing before are you kidding me lead by example man like when i saw when i saw that i was like so not only did you make all of these like accusations not only was basically every single thing you said misinformed you don't have a plan and you intend to stay in classical music and said that by knowing how western classical music treats me and composers like me i don't want to limit myself and my opportunities and i don't think i have to so the rest of us got to you do you i don't understand so you're saying that everything that you just said is going to limit your opportunities well then why what are you talking about let's be real here what are you talking about it's so unclear why am i at the very tail end of your article and i still don't know what you want to say exactly like you honestly like he hasn't made one point 
except you have no respect for people who have been in abusive relationships and you think that you have a misinformed idea that like white uh, classical music is dominated by whiteness to in 2019 okay sis i i hopped on over to his um to his uh website mm, i took a look as um, well um, his name is Nabal. I hope I'm saying this right because even though I don't agree with you, I want to say your name correctly. Nabal Mesod hopped over to his website just to take a look at what's going on. Um, last updated accomplishment was in 2012. So, how are those commissions coming from? Ooh. Then you, t- um, <laughs> then you, I mean, but he left classical music, Delaney. So, um, maybe that's why. Um, so then he has services at the bottom of the page. Oh, this is where I, I just cackled. Um, services, commissioning, um, engraving. I didn't know what that was. I read, I also do engraving work for folks who would like to take their score to a publishing company. Uh, so furthering classical music. Cool, cool, cool. Um, collaboration and private lessons. So you want to teach other kids to play classical music. I'm so lost. I'm so, so lost. Maybe I should contact him. No, I'm good. I'm super so I'm lost. I'm this episode. I'm super lost. So I'm gonna link Yeah. It. Because, especially because he says in the article that he's not proposing a formal coalition. What are you proposing? Exactly. You're proposing for us to leave and then do what? And then do what? You don't want a school for young kids of color so that we could learn black music history or Lebanese music history or Brazilian music history. Like, you, there's nothing. There's nothing. And also, his thing about, like, embracing your cultural stuff, it's like, I hate when people think that, like, black people only got to like one thing. Like, why, like, like what we said last, I don't know if that was last week, we talked about love, Lovely and her starting a DJ program after school in Rochester because that's what the kids are listening to. I'm like, not all kids listen to rap and, and hip-hop. Like, well, I don't understand why, like, everybody knows I stand Cardi B. I think I talked about her on this, on this, on this very same show today. But it's like that's not even a that's not even like a small small percentage of like what I listen to. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand like black people like classical music. What's wrong with liking classical music? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I like reggae, and I like dancehall, and I like gospel. Like black people don't like one thing. So what? We leave classical music, we delete all of our playlists, and then what? We listen. We listen to uh, to Future and Offset. Making that doesn't make sense. And especially because you had the audacity to use a language as as abrasive as abuser if you are claiming that you have PTSD from this field why are you teaching private lessons to get other kids in this field and, and, and you are God knows how those private lessons are going and you are abu- and you've been so abused by this and you, you know and and you got Stockholm syndrome for the and so I'm I'm confused why are you why are you still a composer Exactly. Why composing classical music? And why are you furthering classical music? You know wh- why? And you're also, but you're furthering it. But then you're also you're furthering it for the youth. But then you're also calling for us to leave. But then you're also seeking out grad school to continue studying it yourself. I'm confused. I just make it make sense. And I'm I'm saying it out loud. I'm saying it in my head. Like I'm not. Somebody explain it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, girl. In conclusion, he 
he wants fellow musicians to reach out to him and build a future where they're liberated built based on what i don't know you said in the article yourself that you don't know he literally said i have no idea what it would look like that is a quote from him in the article what are we what are we i would not be i will not be um doing anything with him except dragging his poor writing so you know what this reminds me of like you know those cults where like the cult leader is like a total fraud and everybody in and you know they they figure it out when when it's too late when y'all don't all yeah, caught what was that, y'all don't all what was that dude's name the one in utah mm, i don't remember y'all after no nah, girl i gotta tell you y'all y'all, ahead, y'all uh figure it out once you've already wired all your life savings to him <laughs> right <laughs> so once you quit your job over there at the symphony and go with him and now he looking at you like so what we doing <laughs> and y'all both not getting commission sitting there looking crazy in the dmv Ooh, Chile. I think that maybe, you know, maybe we should follow up with, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to take a lot out of me, but I feel like because we spent so much time debunking, I think it would be worth it for us to come back with what this should have been. It's going to take some time because I have to decompress, oh my you God. know, this was, it was certainly a doozy, like, like in every in every possible horrific way and and i because i would love to you know there was so much to unpack that i would love to uh to share some of our ideas as to how we can actually bring classical musicians together um further and in in a way that pays homage to the people who have done it before us um you know and that sort of thing because i really feel like we're you know we're trying i'm you know i'm trying to use the connections that i have like like i said the connections that i have in the la field the connections that we have from classically black um the connections that i have from being a student at eastman to to bring up artists you know classical musicians black classical musicians today but also to highlight the ones that came before us i'm i'm trying to use the spaces you know the the spaces that i occupy to do so and I feel like that is much more effective than whatever he's he's calling for, if he even knows what it is. So. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, especially the bit about like paying homage to people that have come before us. Like, there is so much work being done by our people. I mean, before us, like, so many um, classical composers who like made us uh, classical composers of color. Who made a space for themselves and also the people like like us classically black you got we mentioned if they tile decompose in chicago that like they play works by black composers they have like basically completely black audiences listening to classical music like there are people doing work you just don't know about it rather run your mouth uninformed so yeah i really think yeah i think he just is, is ignoring that like you're using such a broad exactly brush when you say people of color and when you do that you have to acknowledge the like that people of color is basically everybody who's not white that is so many different people and you have to acknowledge the different cultures that fall under that umbrella and he and i don't think he just i just think he didn't do that and now now look at you you look dumb now and honestly like Listen, if you agree with article this article, I'm not even saying like you agree with like aspects. Because I talk to some people and they're like, I, I get what he's saying about this. Even we were like, I kind of get what he's saying, but like yeah. every word you were like, Amen. Like 
the people who call the people the same people calling classical music racist can't name three consecutive black classical music classical composers mm. it's like you gotta like you gotta look bigger than that like you don't i don't know it's just it's just a problem to me but this dude is trash and i support nothing that of what he said in this entire article all right, well, on that note. <laughs> Thank God. Let's move on. Yeah, finally, to black excellence. Trying to uplift our spirits. You know, this is why, in case you didn't realize how strategically we we placed these segments. You know, news can sometimes go either way, so that's why we do the intermission right after, and then the topic can really go either way, as you can see. So it's nice to have a good, uplifting black ec- excellence to talk about. Absolutely. Um, Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because there's room for everybody at the top. Who you talking about, Delaney? All right, so today, this, okay, we're talking about Kalina Baba. Hey, Kalina. Come on, we better. Or Bovell. Bovell, I think maybe I'm, you know, I apologize if I'm saying her last name wrong. But, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about her this week because she is black and excellent and just popping. When I tell you, I first saw her because of her recent accomplishment of being uh, appointed the assistant conductor of the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. You which, first of all, Memphis is winning. Memphis is winning because Memphis Memphis knows what time it is. They they I don't listen. I don't live in Memphis, but it seems like they got to figure it out. It just it just do. Because now y'all got Adam and y'all got Kalina. Like, you know how many black people going to come see her just conduct? When I tell you, I signed on to her website, and I saw her up in front of this orchestra conducting with these box braids in. Yes. When I tell you, my heart fluttered. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. And also, a nice thing that Memphis is doing, uh, Baltimore, take note, Memphis has a huge black population. And not only do they have a huge black population, their history with black people, Orange Mound, um, Tennessee, the entire black community that was filled with like the black elite before it was destroyed. Um, they have a huge, incredible history there. So why not have one of your conductors be a, a woman of color? Mm-hmm. They ain't, Symphony ain't going nowhere. They ain't right. going nowhere. Oh, exactly. Um, she just served as um, the music director of the Civic Orchestra of New Haven for the 2018-2019 season. I know the name sounded familiar. mm -hmm. And under her direction, the orchestra expanded their visibility within the New Haven community, which I'm like, of course they did, because all y'all need is a person of color in the room to tell y'all what's up. Exactly. And here y'all go. Um... She's also uh, held conducting fellowships with the Allentown Symphony and the Chicago Symphonietta. Let's see what's been out here. Um, she's worked with the Memphis Symphony Orchestra, who's, you know, now she just got that permanent position with them, and the St. Louis Symphony and the Hartford Symphony. So she's all over the place, as per usual. Um, she's participated in a lot of workshops and festivals with many world-class conductors she's an advocate for contemporary music so her and jasmine can link up imagine Um, that power imagine i mean she's premiered several works um she made her professional debut as part of the the martin luther king tribute concert at the chicago symphony center Mm. um she's also a a dedicated educator um, and she's worked with various youth ensembles and spreading her, uh, while spreading her classical, um, her passion for classical music, rather. 
Um, and for four years, she was orchestra director of the Loomis Chalfie. Chalf- you know, I can't say nobody's name these days. Um, the Loomis Chalfie School in Windsor, Connecticut. Yes, ma'am. Um, and she, okay, she f- she conducted a fully staged three-act ballet production of The Swan Princess based on uh, Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake. Go ahead then, girl. All right. She was also the assistant co- conductor of the Orange County Youth Symphony Orchestra for two seasons and the assistant conductor of Strings Coach uh, for the Prelude Youth Orchestras, which is an orga- organization uh, providing premier orchestral experience for young children. Um, she got her bachelor's in music and music education um, at Chapman University's College of Performing Arts. And she also got her uh, graduate, her, her master's of music and her graduate professional diploma in instrumental conducting from the Hart School. And of course, she's an LA native. Whoop, whoop. Not whoop, City Bengals. <laughs> so, you know, I'm out of breath because I mean, I was I just, st- I, we started off where I, I was like, she's still going, huh? How y'all got. All right. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And as, as, as w- it is with all of our other Black XLI. Let it go. That wasn't even the full. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even the. That wasn't even the the full bio. That's not even the full bio. Of course not. So of course we'll be linking right. We'll be linking her um her website so that you can have the rest of you, the remainder of your edges singed off if there's even I mean, anything left. I mean, I mean by this point, I can only speak for myself. By this point, like your hairline's got to be by your ears. I mean, if, if you're lucky, right, so. if you are lucky. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'll be linking her uh, her website um, so you can, you know, book her, although she's probably booked and busy. Actually, go through her manager. Yeah, um, go, go through her manager. But I, t- I tell you, I'm, you know, I've been, um, I, Garrett told me, I was talking to him about, you know, something um, that I recommended him for, and he was like, you know, I can't put you, I don't have my schedule, my, my manager does all that. I was like, no, hold up. Garrett will have a manager. Go ahead. Right. He was like, my, my, I don't have my schedule because my manager, she schedules everything. I'll put you in contact with her. I said, no, nah, you better go ahead with the management team. I high key. Meanwhile, I'm over here at my little, my little, uh, my little measly Google calendar. <laughs> I mean, I ain't got, I ain't got much to put on there. So it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, all these engagements Garrett got, that makes sense. Popping pe- popping people right, got managers. Right. right so. All right, you got a piece of the week. <laughs> Not fed up. Um, <laughs> my piece of the week is um, string quartet in G major by our beloved Auntie Flo. Also known, not beloved to all. Not, apparently, <laughs> not beloved to all. Also being uh, was abused by classical music. Um, oh, right. Florence Price, um, absolutely beautiful. The link that I'm linking is the second movement, which is like oh my gosh yeah um hate to this quartet is like um this was part of a a series at the museum of american history um where they did did this back in 2017 but you know what there's like no recording to the string quartet so anybody who want to link up with me and make a recording like let's do it like there's no recordings and i I am in love with this um with this quartet it's just good it's 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 just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll put the link in the YouTube, uh, for the link for the YouTube video, so y'all can also hear the greatness that is um Florence Price. So that's my piece of the week. Um, 
yes finally time to get up out of here uh (laughs) 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 thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at classically black podcast um if you have an intermission idea you have a black excellence recommendation um send it to classically black podcast at gmail.com and we will talk to you next week all right bye Bye, y'all